0: Okay, we're going to begin. Now this recording is the 40th anniversary recording celebrating the South Lindsay Ecumenical Partnership Flower Festival held in New Bolingbroke in July 1980. It's taken from Its Room Life, Book uh, 3, Northcote Tales, at 1970 to 1984. This in fact is chapter 30. It's called Our Trout by Schubert. The date is summer 1980. The place, New Bolingbroke, a small historical village located exactly 10 miles north of the port of Boston. There was an important important event to celebrate The South Lindsay Ecumenical Partnership Our numerous local churches and chapels had all been suffering dwindling congregations for several years and in 1977 we had been formed into the South Lindsay Ecumenical Partnership. At its inception Frank Byrne from Mantons Gout and I had been appointed joint chairman. Frank was a prominent local Methodist and I at that time was the Anglican representative on the Lincoln Diocesan Council of Churches for Ecumenical Partnership, now called Churches Together. The whole idea was to share the available facilities that both Methodists and Anglican congregations used. Not only did this include the churches and chapels, but the priests and ministers too. They were joint-licensed, by their individual bishops or chairmen of district to officiate in buildings of either denomination. This was not a new idea, but had only been tried once before in our diocese. Initially, there were mixed feelings, but quite soon the individual congregations grew more used to the fact that they had access to more services and the different outlook of the priests and ministers. Inevitably, the object was closure of some of the less used buildings on either side and this was always looked on with sadness for those concerned. The time had come now, we felt, to celebrate our considerable progress and continued joint goodwill. It was time, too, to tell the county community that despite considerable misgivings from various quarters of church and chapel hierarchy... These mixed denomination groups can really work. As I have mentioned, the task they set us had been to share worship, share vicars and ministers, and share our houses of worship too. I must digress a little to illustrate that it was not all sweetness and roses. There were one or two times when we began to disagree, but it never lasted long. Mixed Blessings This illustration I feel I must give was the planning meeting for our very first anniversary get-together for the various church and chapel congregations. There were eight buildings and congregations involved including New Bolingbroke, Carrington, Frithville, Sibsey and Sibsey Northlands, in all covering about 40 square miles. Some were large, some were very small, but they all had their say. I was chairman for the planning meeting for our first celebration. The meeting was in Frithville Chapel. As referees, on my left I had the Anglican priest and on my right the Methodist minister. At the back of the church a slight disagreement had broken out about the possibility of a raffle to raise money for the event. While various members were airing their individual views on this subject, I turned to the Methodist minister and, tongue-in-cheek, asked if this was an opportune time to raise the subject of a licensed bar. This caused raised eyebrows and smirks of amusement from both members of the cloth who agreed that we should leave that somewhat controversial subject until later. I must add that the event went ahead with considerable success and was held in Carrington Village Hall. There was a licence bar, but the raffle was not thought to be necessary. As a footnote, I'm sure many Methodist readers or listeners will agree that some of the more original variations of Methodist ideas, such as abstinence and strict control of any form of gambling, are still very much supported in many rural areas in the UK. The meeting we are looking at took place in 1978, and indeed now today, as I write this in 2009, We do not have to look far to see around us all the uncontrolled social problems largely created by both excessive drinking of alcohol and the wholesale support of all forms of gambling by the current and previous governments. Those two profound ideas originating from serious social problems in the 18th century have an equally important message today the big day. It was April 1980 now and we were only three months or so away from our big July event. We planned a joint flower festival. The entire joint congregations of our eight communities, churches and chapels, were to take part. This was not without huge initial trepidation. For example, we've never arranged any flowers, how can we possibly produce a good enough display? Lack of confidence had to be overcome and among our joint community we had a lady living in Carrington who had indeed arranged flowers for some time. She was very good. She formed her own committee and quickly held events to raise funds and provide encouragement to buy the hundreds of blooms and plan the event in detail. Enthusiasm spread rapidly and sufficient outside groups became involved to give us an entertaining variety of subjects to fill the two designated places of worship. New Bolingbroke had been chosen for the event as it had a church and a chapel and in between a perfectly functional village ah, no, town hall where refreshments could be provided for the visitors. The festival was to take place over a long bank holiday weekend, and I had suggested that on the Saturday evening, to add extra spice to the whole event, a brass band concert could be heard could be held in the church. As I had suggested the idea, one of my tasks was to arrange the music. The band was duly booked, but closer to to the date, the band leader approached me to suggest that in the interval, while band members were recovering their breath. We should find a singer. I had a secretary about this time, a well-built Yorkshire lass by the name of Heather. My office was in Horncastle and I could not really afford the luxury of Heather, but she was good at organising. The subject of needing a singer was mentioned and quite by chance Heather admitted that she had been an amateur opera singer and could still manage a respectable alto soprano. First hurdle over. Next question was what to sing. We had only a couple of weeks to finalise arrangements. Certainly no time for extended rehearsals. The Trout by Schubert was something we established she knew by heart. So all I needed then was a pianist. The schools had almost finished their summer term, but I still had a chance to contact every music teacher within 30 miles not one, would or could accompany Heather with little or no rehearsal time, and certainly for no money. I was stuck, well and truly. But true to form, after praying for help, it arrived in the form of our local vicar, David. The Reverend David Loke was a truly amazing man. When first coming to our group of parishes, as happens, time without number with a new incumbent, he had to make some changes that he thought necessary and was none too popular. David was the man who imposed me on the diocese and council of churches and sponsoring body for ecumenical partnership. He had for a little time been honorary secretary for their meetings and because of his progressive arthritis another reason for his lack of enthusiasm for playing in public. He persuaded the council that he needed an assistant. The lack of an Anglican Anglican representative for the diocese to the council coincided and I was appointed as David's assistant in this dual role. A more unconventional Anglican you would not wish to meet and the thought that I was supposedly representing all those hundreds of pious and more virtuous church members throughout the entire Lincoln Diocese sometimes gave me cause for consideration. The South Lindsay Ecumenical Partnership had been formed, and as its joint chairman perhaps I, after all, did have some worthwhile contributions – David was an exceptionally talented musician. A doctor of music, no less, but very shy. Unfortunately, I must add that not long after his retirement to Bedfordshire in 1985, he died. When from time to time we had to stand in, when he had to stand in for our local organist at New Bolingbroke Church, he managed to make our little wind-assisted piano, as he called it, turned somersaults. He was one of those gifted people who could bring magic to your ears. His inspired playing could make the hair at the back of your neck literally stand on end. Anything with keys, he could master effortlessly. But getting him to do it, in public, was another story. We had tried previously, times without number to persuade him to give us a concert on the organ at his home church in Stickney, without success. Hence the initial reason for my trying other sources. I had to approach David the Monday before our event and explain the situation. I had to admit that he was our last hope. Could he possibly play the Trout by Schubert? I will never, ever forget his reply. Well, it so happens that if you had asked me to play the Something Else by Schubert, I would have problems. But the Trout, I know, off by heart. But would he do it? I had to explain further that his instrument was to be our family's old standard upright piano bought from the village outdoor charity auction some years previously it had been professionally tuned some time after and daughter Helen used it for her practice the last piece of good news I had to impart was that it was to be transported across to the church on a trek cart on its side rising to the ever increasing challenge David relented and agreed the actual concert The setting was magical, yet unbelievable. The church was filled with good folk, decked out in all types and styles of evening attire. All it would appear come to listen, but to what they were not quite sure, only that I had promised them an unforgettable evening. The brass band played lovely music throughout the the whole evening, but it was at the interval when before them was a shy 60-year-old Anglican vicar of simple, insignificant and slight stature with angular, prominently boned face, receding grey hair and sporting his clerical suit and dog collar playing the Trout by Schubert. Note perfect. For an attractive, well-built, blonde Yorkshire lass who towered above him by a good 18 inches as she stood beside his piano in her full-length, pale-coloured, low-cut evening gown. They never did get that rehearsal, but on the Saturday evening of the South Lindsay Ecumenical Partnership Flower Festival in 1980, without being able to find any written music for pianist or singer, those two gave the performance of their lives as the last fast thrilling notes died away the audience were spellbound that country community had never ever been exposed to live concert as this not just any concert music mind you but the epitome the creme de la creme of truly complicated piano music matched by a clear beautiful voice They were momentarily spellbound. Looking around me it was hard to find a dry eye. And then the applause began. All I could think of at that moment was how many professional musicians had refused this chance because they counted it too difficult. No one who was present on that evening will ever forget the experience. The fortunate members packed into the little rural church were incredibly grateful that we had brought the Royal Albert Hall to that little country community that very evening. Postscript on the festival, uh, the church and chapel next door had been decorated. Um, The church itself, um, also by a friend from Boston, Charles Charles Butler, who had taken much time researching the Lancastrian history surrounding the village. The land around the town hall was, and still is, owned by the Duchy of Lancaster. John O'Gaunt lived in his castle at Old Bolingbroke, only a few miles away in the hills. A number of large St George cross shields had been mounted high up on either side of the main aisle. And half life-size... Heraldic beasts from Lancastrian history on further shields decorated the front of the church. The St George Cross shields are still to be seen in the church today in 2009, 29 years later. The actual festival earned donations far in excess of anything we had thought possible. The proceeds were divided equally between each church and chapel in the partnership. As well as church members, displays were provided by the local Scouts and Cubs, Football Club, Women's Institute, Youngest Farmers Club, and various local businesses. Finally, an important note about St Peter's Church in New Bolingbroke um, it has a church window to the west, totally unique divided into four seasons and shows scenes from South Lincolnshire surrounded by seasonal illustrations. It's something that everyone ought to see. Among the most interesting are Boston Stump seen from the mouth of the River Witham as it enters the Wash and in the other corner Tattersall Castle at harvest time with a boy and a Dalmatian dog. There we are. I hope you've enjoyed this story, a bit longer than usual. It's uh, in celebration of this special event that happened 40 years ago. It's brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. You can find more stories to read. Keith Sanders is the lots more audio stories to listen to on this Buzzsprout site and there are lots of free videos of all kinds of subjects to see on Keith Sanders the short story man on YouTube there's a shop where you can buy the books that we have produced all the stories you listen to or read are in book form Uh, they're available, not very expensive and you can download them from the internet have a look at richardkeithsanders.cells.com. Thank you for listening.